Let's do the thing. Uh, <laughs> are we doing? I don't know why that came out like your song, but <laughs> don't be a cunt. <laughs> don't be a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Or you can be. Are we on? We're on. Are we on? It's, it's Jar 67. Jar 67. We have a poobah back. Welcome I'm back. back. Welcome back. Yay. You have a poobah story. I have story. a brand new poobah story. Yep. Fan fucking tastic. You, you didn't think I was just away doing nothing that whole time. No, no, we no, knew no. it was poo related. I was shitting on myself in ways you can't even imagine. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Feeling sick. Yay. But we'll get to that story. Let's do a little business, in-house business. Let's do some housekeeping. First of all. Uh, happy birthday to our spoon man. Yes. The master of the shovelcock. I've got the shovelcock right here. Big Aww. happy birthday to you. I think we should sing I'm happy Okay. Birthday. You guys ready? Yes. yes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear spoon man. Happy birthday to fucking you. Yeah. Yeah. A little vocal fry for Spoon Man. <laughs> Happy birthday. And Mrs. Scriptkeeper's still a little sick with the lungs. Yeah. Forgive, forgive me. She died out of love for you, Spoon Man. That was, that was a labor of love that ended with her dying a little bit. If we make I her died, laugh today, it's going to be it's going to be pretty harsh. It's yeah, gonna... I'll do my best not to not to laugh. I can't laugh. All right. Um, evidently, I have a difficult time singing. So, well, you don't feel great. That's a thing well, that feel, we learned just now. Just I now. feel I feel pretty good. I really, comparatively, I feel pretty good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I still have some lingering ick as well. Mm. You might hear it in my voice as the episode wears on. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's. I feel fine. Otherwise, it's just been lingering nonsense. For weeks. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's had it for weeks. Icky. Uh, but thank you, Spoon Man, for everything. We Happy appreciate birthday. the hell out of you. We hope you had a wonderful birthday. It was yesterday. Uh, also to Eason, I'm not sure what's going on with Eason. He's he. He's per- Smurf pissing. Every, every, from what oh, I hear. Atta boy. I don't know. I think he's pissing on Smurfs in the woods. Right. Well, it seems like it's his birthday, even though it's not. Oh, no. His birthday is the same day as Shaden's birthday. That's right. Ooh. Poor fucker. (laughs) Easton, whatever it is, you're going to have a lot of notifications when you get back to whatever's going on. Yeah. When you're back from Smurf pissing. We should make that a... uh a scat cast tradition where anytime somebody drops off the radar for like you go camping gone or, smurf or whatever well you've gone smurf pissing but we should also blow them up as much as yeah. possible while I agree gone. so yes. when they come back they're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> all the important stuff that gets to the bottom because everybody's like what up bro yeah. <laughs> tag, tag him in Everything. Everything. Tag the people in all the things. Well, I'm not privy to what's going on, but I love piss it. gifts in a row. Is that really <laughs> necessary? Yes. 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 If you yes, knew the mission, was. you'd know that it was. <laughs> so, Easton, whatever's going on there, brother, I don't I don't know fully, but uh, hope all is well and keep on kicking the dick, Captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to say also I'm getting some time to write back to all your wonderful emails that have come in. And, man, you guys are cool. Uh, if you guys, uh, There's a thing about time, back from Time Suck where if it was too long, sorry about can you say the that? Can you say that? Name? I think I can say that. Okay. Can I you say? That I work <laughs> at that name, place. Say my name. Say my name. Yes. But the, it. I like the long emails. It's fine. It's excellent. I like learning, me too. learning about your lives. And There's no such thing as TLDR for mm-hmm. me. No, me either. I, I read the whole thing. Yeah. I've had several of you send me long messages and then apologize. Like, sorry. I mean, yeah. If you don't have time to read all that, it's totally fine. I'm like, I'm gonna read I'm the whole thing. Yeah. So right. don't send it unless you mean it. <laughs> right. Right. I love it. So and and when I get time to read them and to write back, I got some time today and. 
it just warms my heart how awesome it is to be part of the, the ride with all of you guys. So yeah. it's very cool. If I had a heart, it would warm mine as well. <laughs> I feel it in my balls mostly. It's mainly balls. <laughs> the balls. Don't make me laugh, Shaden. You're going to kill the wife. Don't kill the wife. That's my mission this I almost, episode. I almost laughed. I, w I do want to say that there was like a big, there was a lot of different themes, but one I wanted to address was the workload and people mm. offering concern like, hey, don't burn yourself out, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. The way I look at it is... I'm doing the thing that is the most fun. I mean, playing in Sovereign is, playing in front of a lot of people is a lot of fun. True. This is a, a, the most fun I've ever had in my life, because I get to do Sovereign too. Yeah. But the workload is awesome for me. I, I, I get to do this every day, so it's a lot of fun. Zach's essentially if, busy jerking off every single day. I don't get as much time to jerk off as I used to. <laughs> Not as much as I used to. But the way I look at it is, I know that you guys work hard. That's what we're yeah. doing. That's why I'm doing this. I mean, virtue for me. But I think about it when people say, oh, you're working hard. It's like, I'm doing the thing. Like, I used to have hard jobs. I, there was, I've worked Same. many different hard jobs where I, I know that's harder than what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I might be doing something that is unique or something like that, and I do it a lot, and I, I respect everybody saying that. But the burnout, to me, it, it's not a thing because I'm not in the coal mines. I'm in podcasts, and I get to do this thing for a living. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I appreciate it very much, but... Whenever you say that, I think like, well, yeah, but you probably have, you have two jobs maybe and you got your, my kids are grown, mm -hmm. you know, so I really am, <laughs> I'm in a good spot. Yeah. And so I want to do this for a long time. And I know that we keep coming out with new things and content and all that stuff. There's going to be a lot more, I think, mm -hmm. because that's just, we're in a cool flow and there's a lot of creative people around that want to be part of this. So mm -hmm. there'll be lots of stuff. My bandwidth is only so much, but I'm. You know, we're doing this for hard workers. You guys yeah. are listening to this when you're covered in mud and dirt and oil and paint and food and baby poop. Mm -hmm. Like people's feelings. Yeah, I was going to say people's <laughs> By feelings. By far the grossest yeah. thing that on the list. Yeah. Yep. So, but I appreciate people you guys. People emoting I mean, all over you. Yeah. Emoting all in your ear. <laughs> yeah, customer services. Yep. You get to be the ear of a lot of different folk. For sure. But so, just so you know, uh, I appreciate the sentiments very much and I know that you guys mean it. And, I, I do feel like sometimes, you know, but I'm never burned out on the project that we're doing. Mm -mm. It's never that. It's just my energy level might be here or there, but I'm more excited than I've ever been. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. from the beginning when I started this, this is more exciting today than even then. Agreed. And it doesn't really matter how much you love a thing. If you do enough of anything, you're still going to like hit burnout, you sure. know, like in, in mm -hmm. that there's some validity to that. And it's super sweet of you guys to care enough to be like, hey, it's okay, settle down if yeah, you need to, sure. you know. But uh, I'm with you, Zach. Like, even, I mean, I still work my day job, but my day job is like, I hang out at my house and poke at my laptop, and some days are bad, but like, I'm anytime I look at somebody else who's like working their ass off, mm -hmm. like jobs that I've had in the past when I actually listen to podcasts the most, mm -hmm. so when I had the shittiest, like, manual labor jobs working 12 13 hours a day and just like being dead by the time i come home that's what i think know? of when like, i think of podcasts yeah. it's like this is for people that are working their ass off and they right. need something to to think about that's not how hard the fucking working mm -hmm. and right. so 
yes, we work hard here, but when, when people talk about entertainers that work really hard, it's for entertainers. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, entertainers are some of the laziest fucks alive. <laughs> they really are. So when you see somebody working hard in entertainment, it's like, oh, good job. You're a hard worker like normal people. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> right. And that's all. You made the average. Well <laughs> <Yes>. done. <laughs> a truck driver would be like, eh, okay, you're, you're on our level now. You need a couple more hours, but yeah. you're there. Yeah. You're, you're working hard. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what I mean. I mean, we're working hard. Everyone here at this table works very hard. But... We're, we get to do it sometimes in our pajamas if we want mm-hmm. to. I'm smoking weed. I know none of you can do that if you're working and you got dirt on you and you got the bullshit. So I haven't put on street clothes in months. I don't even know if I have any left. <laughs> I just I only dress <laughs> I like mean, normal when I go see Joe and Brian, and that's it. And sometimes at band practice, I'll wear some pants, I guess. Yeah. But that's it. Well, I'm currently wearing the robe that matches the the grimace looking dick in that one <laughs> epic photo where my my sister put uh, she fixed the microphone. <laughs> Stand. That is grimace purple. It that is grimace that you purple. Yes, <laughs> like that took a lot of bugs' asses to make that. Yep, purple, grimace, think, grimace purple fuzzy rope. <laughs> All right, so that was. Thank you guys so much for yes. for that. I love doing Scatcast. We want to make cartoons as well. We want to make some skit shows. There's a, we'll figure it out. I'm lucky that I have people around me that help me schedule <laughs> things and make keep me on task and all that stuff. And as we grow. We'll just do that better, hopefully. We're just going to keep doing more. I mean, we'll mm-hmm. need more hands to do it, but yeah. we'll keep expanding ourselves, too, mm-hmm. because we're psychopaths. Yeah. But, like, I'm going to jump in and start doing some voice acting on yes. some of your other yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah. so much cool stuff. <laughs> Things that, to look forward to. That's the other thing. Real quick, like, when I started Scottcast, it was just, here's what I can do. Here's my little canvas, and here's my little paint. But there's, I know for a fact, nothing I can do will ever be better than what I can do with a team right. where I'm part mm-hmm. of another you know a bigger thing that's yeah. with our band like there's nothing i can do by myself that mm-hmm. is as fun and as powerful as what we do together and we have a kick-ass team already too so i'm, yeah. I'm so excited to yeah. see and it's mm-hmm. only been like what a year and a half yeah something like that yep. it's like we already have a really kick-ass oh, group man. of people battle scats you guys mm-hmm. talking to you guys out there yeah. like man it's it's so Amazing. it's super encouraging to me to look at that and go okay where are we going to be at in five, ten years? This is yeah. going to be dope. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it feels, man. And yeah, the team, the Skycast team, is amazing. And mm-hmm. just today, yeah. I should tell everyone we I put out some feelers for some animators, and I got like ten. I got a whole bunch of people yes. back. Yeah, so I noticed we, the email was just like. Yeah, it's like, hey, we'd like responses. to animate Skycast. Okay, <laughs> show us what you got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to start with some shorts, and uh, you know, it will be tomorrow, probably not, but. Hopefully very soon. We'll see. Everything's going very fast now. So Yeehaw. Buckle up, bitches. But now let's talk. We've got two <laughs> two grand things today. A new poobah story. Mm-hmm. And we're going to... A lot of you guys have written in and said, hey, can we talk about mental health? Yes. And, you know, maybe some of our stories. Why, yes. And, yes, yes, we, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> and we thought about this one a little bit. I've got a, a thing I'll share, a book that I've already mentioned on the show, but I'll share again here and, and some points from it and stuff. And then we'll just kind of riff on that. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear we'll the new poo story. <laughs> Poo. All right, poo story it is. Poo-bah with this, his poo story. I would love and, in fact, did debate on blaming this on my sickness, <laughs> but I can't in good conscience do that because oh. this happened about two days ago. And you're feeling at this better. Point, and you're feeling and pretty good. And I was good. already feeling better. So oh, yeah, the no. excuse was just an inexplicable <laughs> tragedy that struck my life very unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And now uh, I'm choosing to take that and use it as a means to make all you fuckers laugh. Awesome. So hopefully it does. <laughs> but buckle up. <laughs> Here, hold on to the shovel cock. It's oh, a little no. gross. Give me the shovel cock. <laughs> All right. So 
I need an EMT standing by for me. Because if I'm going to start laughing, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to lose you're consciousness. Gonna, you're going to go down. I'm going to croak. There's, there's no hope for you on this one. I'm, <laughs> I'm clearing my lungs now. So let me set the scene for you. It was about 8 o'clock at night. There I sit on my couch. And I realized that I got so absorbed in working and going about my day that I didn't eat a goddamn thing. Mm. So I thought, hmm, I should eat something. So got myself a big old sub sandwich and sat down and ate about half of it. And halfway through, I thought, I have to pee. So I'll just go take care of that real quick. So a little context about my bathroom, the way that my house is designed. Mm -hmm. The switch is in the dumbest place <laughs> that mm -hmm. you can fucking imagine. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it's, it's outside the, the bathroom, mm -hmm. which in and of itself has never been my favorite thing, but tolerable. But it's outside the bathroom on the opposite side of the way that the door opens. Mm -hmm. So you have to close the bathroom door, reach under the cupboards of my kitchen, flick the light, and then open the door again, and then close it again. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the light process, okay? okay? Half the time, I can't be fucked to do that. I'll just go do my shit in the dark. Mm -hmm. right? I'm like, I know where my, my bathroom's the size of a fucking prison cell. <laughs> you know, Super being, tiny. being generous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? a decent one. A bit of an insult to a, a prison cell, honestly. But So, I'm like, I can pee in the dark. Not a problem. So I pull the door most of the way closed because I'm afraid of people attacking me when I pee. Fun mm -hmm. fact about me. And even if nobody's in my house, I'm like, yeah, one more barrier. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> never know. Um, Been naked. It's yep. naked. I never so. close the fucking bathroom door. Crikey, no. I uh, mean, if we have company, I'll close. She's talking to us while she's shitting. Yeah, I'm in there. I'm just going to the bathroom and I'm like shouting. To, <laughs> it's really. <laughs> well, it's dumb because I don't even close it all the way enough to latch it. I just close it enough that like it would have to move in order for somebody oh, to get me. I'll, I'll, <laughs> it's like I'll, an early warning system. <laughs> I'll full on carry on conversations of somebody, you know, on the other side of the house shouting while I'm sitting on the toilet. That sounds to me like you had one of those experiences at a truck stop or something where somebody like kicked the door. Uh, occupied! I'm still wish, occupied! What the fuck? I oh. wish I had a life experience to blame it on, but I've been that way <laughs> since I was a kid. I'm just like, if somebody's Shit. behind me, I'm not shy. Oh, you're I, a shy pooper. I'm not a shy pooper. I'm not a shy peer either, oh. but I don't trust pretty much anybody to be behind me when I'm doing it. So like, what are you doing back there? <laughs> I'm, I'm vulnerable right now and I don't need you to be back there. I'm out here where I can see you. <laughs> Fair enough. Make sure you get a good look at my dick. Just don't be behind me. <laughs> oh, you got her. She's choking. Oh. <laughs> So, I am in the dark, I'm peeing, and midstream, I'm like, I have to fart. Mm -hmm. And more context, I was wearing sweatpants, and trust like sometimes you'll just like, you know, pull the sweatpants out of the way and go, but I was like, I don't want to bother with it in the dark, I don't want to have to have it fuck with my aim, so I put them down to about my knees, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'll just stand in there peeing. I thought I thought I have to fart, and I'm like, no big deal, happens all the time. Right. So I start to fart, and then I realize it's not a trustworthy fart, so I clamp down on it, and I'm like, oh, that felt a little bit wet. Oh, no. And I was like, I was mildly concerned, but just in the sense of like, eh, I might have splattered the cheeks a little bit, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? Still mm -hmm. can work with this. So I thought, okay, no big deal. I, it halted my stream anyway, because mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to clench, so that I'll just sit down, and whatever might need to come out of there can do that. Mm -hmm. But what you're really saying is it became a super fun site, and no one's allowed there. <laughs> <laughs> So, I I had a supremely watery shit. <laughs> Don't know why, but uh, I was like, well, at least it ended up in the right place. <laughs> I 
Kamara's already dying. <laughs> Please hold. Oh, God. <laughs> Keep going. Welcome please. back. <laughs> um, so I have this watery shit. And I'm thinking, all right, let's be extra thorough on the cleanup. So sure enough, splattered the cheeks a little bit. And I was like, ugh, gross, but no big deal. Right. We've extra wipes, there. flush a couple times. And with the wet wipes, mm-hmm. make sure it's all squeaky clean. clean right? yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm like, cool, good to go. And um, that's what these wet wipes are for. So, so I stand up and I pull my sweatpants up. And there is a very suspicious wetness that goes all the way up my inner thigh. Oh, and, no. And I stood there in the dark alone thinking no fucking way is that what i think it is <laughs> Smells so, funny though. so i gingerly pull my sweats back down <laughs> i have more work to do turn on the flashlight on my smartwatch uh-huh. and point it down uh-huh. to the most horrific thing that i could have possibly seen oh, in this no. situation my wet fart was actually a wet shard that went right into my fucking britches. Oh, no. <laughs> and my dumb ass dragged it all the way up my leg. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. You were in your own bathroom? I was in my Thank own bathroom. Fuck. Seriously. Thank if that had happened in public. Dude. Oh, God. I, what, <laughs> what would you have done? I would have just killed myself, probably. <laughs> okay, like, off, take that off the is, table. <laughs> the unaliving off the table. This is, this is how it ends. It's oh. been a good ride. <laughs> I feel that, though. A lot of people I are like, to, well, I have to to commit seppuku with the shovelcock down. <laughs> I brought dishonor upon my clan. <laughs> you did, you did. Yep. And you shared it with us, which, you know, well, actually continues yeah. the dishonor. So, but, but there I am in the dark with shit, my own shit, all up my leg and in my trousers uh-huh. and a flashlight. And, On a watch, and a, and a mountain of shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A liquid lava mountain so, of shame. A liquid. So, so I'm like, I'm, I grab a, a washcloth and soap it up, and I'm, you know, trying to fix this horrible debacle. I get myself all cleaned up, gently step out of my sweats, and then just bundle the cloth in there, and I walk out of my Dirty bathroom. Shame. Wrap the shame. I walk out of my bathroom, <laughs> naked from the waist down throw my shit in the laundry and start it and just stand there for probably a solid two minutes. I'm a <laughs> just grown like, man and I just did, shed did that myself. that really just happen? <laughs> like, I, I, did, I, I did a three-point shot with my shit into my own pants is what happened. Bam. That's creative shitting your pants. They weren't even on me <laughs> at the awesome. time. That's awesome. <laughs> and I didn't know I did it. <laughs> Until oh it was gosh. far too late. <laughs> when it's far too late with poop, it's just not a good time. Yeah. I didn't but it eat, comes I, the priority, that's for sure. I didn't eat the rest of my sandwich either. I, I got back to my sandwich on the couch and I was like, you don't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> you're dirty. You're, you're, you're filthy. You're trash. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. So that's uh, the latest chapter in the Poobah saga. That strengthens the Poobah status pretty <laughs> does, heavy there. It does. That's the first thing I thought of too when I when I sat on the couch. I was like, I'm gonna have to tell this to <laughs> I'm the Poobah. Hundreds of people. I'm, I'm the Poobah on Scatcast. My experience. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it, I think we should probably take that vow. If we ever have a shit story, it must come it to the table. To. Yeah, yeah. No, I matter, have one. no matter how gnarly it is. Okay. It I have a shit to. story. Then the shovelcock oh, goes to he's you. He's handing me the shovelcock. Shovel to you. Mine You've isn't. Been mine isn't nearly as interesting. And mine was, uh, I don't know, a week ago. I was sick. Oh, Crocky! Everybody's having shit yeah. stories. Recent so shit stories. I, um, as you, as our listeners know, obviously, I have a cough. Uh, that's an uncontrollable cough, and I can't laugh now. Evidently. <laughs> But what happened was I was um, I was in the kitchen and I was doing something and I started coughing 
and I got into this awful coughing fit. And I know that I have to be careful when I cough too hard. Ever since I gave birth to my son, I've had a weak bladder. <laughs> so I have this, if I laugh too hard, if I sneeze, or if I cough too hard, I will I will piddle a little bit. There's it's piddle just been, all over the house because I'm funny it's, been, shit. it's just been a little issue. that, I, and it's, a, it's not a big issue. It is minor. So I funny as shit. <laughs> so <everywhere>. I knew, <laughs> so I knew it was it was an issue when I started coughing because I had already felt the warmth and knew that I had piddled a little bit in my sweats. Oops! And but I couldn't stop coughing, and so I'm standing in the kitchen, legs fully crossed, like fully crossed, <laughs> clenching as tight as I can, trying not to piss myself because I'm coughing so hard. When all of a sudden the warmth had seemed to like gravitate towards the backside, so not not only (laughs) not only am I trying not to piss myself, but I shit my pants. (laughs) Oh no! I know, and I'm holding on to the sink for dear life, tears streaming down my face. I can't catch my breath, dying, sounding like a rattly. I don't even know because my cough is so bad. You know, it's just awful. And then the boy comes into the he walks into the kitchen and he looks at me his head cocked You're sideways like, get out <laughs> don't smell my shit <laughs> no he didn't i mean I, I didn't even tell him he didn't know but he oh, popped he his he popped his head in the kitchen he said are you okay and i'm looking up at him i can't even talk because i'm coughing so hard. i'm like i'm just shaking my head yes and then Snot, i piss nodding shit. my head yes then i shake my head no <laughs> so then I, I ended up going into the bathroom and i'm like okay i need a shower yeah, I can't. I have. To, I'm not even going to. I'm just gonna get in the shower because <laughs> when you've shit yourself, there's really not much else you can do but submerge yourself in in soap. Yeah, and I disinfect. So thanks for calling me. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was like I'm gonna soap the area in question. Yeah, but I don't need know, to wash my ears. I'll leave the rest of the shame on my body. It was just. It was just in the circumstances. I was. Ears, then. I was so sick. I had a fever. You know. And, uh, yeah, I shit my pants at 50. <laughs> good job. And pissed my pants at the same time. I'm so proud I pissed of you. and shit. All at right. least you have a good excuse for pissing a little in your pants, though. Because, yeah. fun fact, guys do that constantly. Mm. You pee and your you pants? fuckers out there better back me up on <laughs> you this. Guys I've never heard of that. Never heard yeah, of that. Yeah, no, because no, shut no, the no, fuck up. I, I will come across not this table. <laughs> <laughs> I will deep throat that shovel cock right now. <laughs> Speaking of, oh, yeah. you can have the cock okay, back. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's because when you pee. I've, there's many methods, and I've tried many of them, but you just can't quite get the last Dude, few drops. The can't you use jiggle. toilet paper and like wipe the tip off? It feels no. wrong. It feels. I wrong. mean, you could, but it won't stop it because it like yeah. lives in the urethra. Oh, okay. as soon as you start walking, like, it's yeah, like, oh, as, now as soon time. as you as soon as you move after putting your pants back on, it's just like. I've never heard. Oh. Of it's like, God damn it! <laughs> I've never heard of this before. But a follow up jiggle is not enough. <laughs> it's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> this is just this whole episode is just like let's see if we can get her to fall off her chair. <laughs> She's over in the corner in the fetal position right now. <laughs> That's her in the Don't corner. Don't make me pee. That's her dinner <laughs> pee. Don't, Don't make pull. me pee. All right. That's a shirt idea. What did you just one. sing? I don't know. That's her in the corner. That's, That's you her in puddle puddle. puddle. <laughs> Having a good time. Awesome. As he holds his yes, shovel cock. He's, <laughs> he's holding his shovel cock like a baseball bat. I love that. It's like uh, Kyle Ripken's brother, Billy Ripken. It says fuck face on the bot now. That's a, that's a baseball card joke. Though. Didn't you share some sports, uh, some very sad sports trivia yesterday? 
Did I? Or was it today? But Dick oh, Buckus. Oh, Dick Buckus passed away, yeah, today. Yeah. So yesterday for you guys. Yeah, he's the namesake of our Wookiee. Oh. And we got our scat cards, and I made it. I made one of Buckus yesterday. And I was just that's, channeling the Buckus. Well, that's now, it, now it can be a religion. That's a right. that's a set of parents uh, with a very twisted, morbid sense of humor. Dick Buckus, dude. Knowing that their last name was Buckus, so they decided to name their son Richard. Yeah, yeah. right. Why would they do that? That had to have been calculated. Because they're, they're probably thinking like, they must we could call him Rich or Rick. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's still bad. Yeah. That's still way too close. But it's like, why have why has no one in this family line ever changed their last name just a little bit? Yeah. Right. Like Bubkiss. Bubkiss would be way <laughs> Yeah, better. that would be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no more. That's It is sad because he was one of those Hall of Fame crazy linebackers back on the Bears. He was, he was a guy that would like eat people and he wore he didn't wear the leather helmet but he might have wanted to kind of thing okay let's shift it to uh, our main topic for today okay although I have a poop story but I'm, I'll save it for some other time but I filled up a, a whole toilet space one time and, and I didn't even know until I was done so kind of like yours. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. No, you can't <laughs> drop that bomb and then just move on. No. Okay. We really need you to elaborate on that. Well, so are you saying that you filled up the toilet bowl? No. Well, I'm sure... The bowl of the toilet was full? Like over and above the water No, line? the whole space of... Uh, what I thought was happening was just a normal poo. Uh-huh. And I had gone are about... You, you're not going to set the story up? Uh, you're just going to jump right into the shit? I live with uh, a girlfriend in, a, in her apartment, mm-hmm. which made this awesome. And how know, long were you dating? Gas station seven years. We, oh, you, oh, but we had been together probably at that time three, four years. Oh, okay, so long enough. Long enough. Okay, for sure. But she didn't want to smell my poop. That was not a, a relationship thing that we had. We were not going to be popping each other's pimples and that kind of stuff. She didn't okay. want to see that stuff. So I knew that she just wanted to pretend that you never shat. Right. Okay. And we also had a, another roommate who was uh, not that way, but also somebody that I didn't want them to know that I shat all over the bathroom where they, they existed. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, gas station burritos, okay. they do what they do. Right. I think at this time I was also throwing down a lot of Hot Pockets so I'd like and to, Mountain Dew. I'd like to bring something up here to our uh, concrete workers mm-hmm. that are listening to this episode. Okay. Uh, y'all know, those that work in concrete and industrial concrete, uh, what comes to mind is the Shotcrete machine. Now, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with shotcrete. Not at all, but I'm, I'm Have you, trying to extrapolate as what that might be. So, uh, the, the it's a machine. Now, it's got concrete involved since it's we know Concrete that. is involved, it's but what it does is it blows blobs of concrete onto a vertical surface. Oh, yeah, to I've the best of my knowledge, I've done that for yes, sure. it's just like <laughs> with your wiener <laughs> to a and it's and it sh- it's shotcrete. It shoots it. Oh, we all the get wall. it. Every boy Anyway, so there we are. Uh, yes, your shit's reminding me of shotcrete. Okay. Go ahead, moving on. <laughs> well, that's kind of probably what it was. That's what, what happened. Like, you know, you know when you're you got to shit really bad because gas station burritos, right? And you're kind of running, and you're like, oh, and you sit down in the right, right, right. And then and you're like, you're oh, hoping victory. that your ass is aimed in the correct direction but as you sit. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of the time in your life, every it time. is right, yes. right. It's like suction. Unless, there's like magnets or something. Unless your pants happen to get caught halfway down and you're ready to shit. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, when your pants are like, oh, oh, no, because they get stuck somehow. That's not good. And then your ass hole is at the <laughs> wrong angle in relation to the wrong bowl angle, of asshole. the toilet. <laughs> and you end up shitting on the back of the toilet seat. I've never done that, but uh, heard, I know somebody, I, I watched somebody do it, and it was nice. Well, you're un- explaining, unfortunate. You're explaining sim- basically what happened Okay. Because so what happened was, 
that yeah. a lot of that wasn't in the toilet. Oh no. A lot of that was all around into oh, all the no. little crevices oh. into the garbage can next to it. <laughs> in places where I was like, are you serious? In the garbage can? Yes. It didn't feel I'm I swear to God, it didn't feel <laughs> like, well, at least I can take the trash out. <laughs> well, right, that was that was the next part. Cause I am in an apartment where there's two gals that I really don't want them to know that I did this to their stuff. <laughs> I don't know what she's <laughs> laughing about. This is not funny. This is serious oh traumatic. <laughs> but you know how you know how good I am at cleaning stuff. Like you, she's like Miss. I'll get the toothbrush out and clean all the things. So everything, all the all the little spaces are white now. But, but it used to be white, and she'll clean them all. And I don't think when I did. that happens, you take the whole toilet seat. Uh, mechanism off. Oh, you do. You that's unscrew thing, huh? it. You take it oh, off. Oh, unscrewing things. That would be <laughs> <Yes>. nice. To... <laughs> that's how you get it clean. Well, you know what I did. What? Oh no. What you do? I did a. I, there's only so much toilet paper. I in was going to say you dr- use dry toilet paper to clean up. No, not a, no, no. I know that there. There was also a sink. That okay. sink was my fucking buddy. Me and that sink bonded oh, no. in a way I'd never bonded with a sink before because uh-huh. it helped out a lot. But the wall part. Oh no. Was difficult because. I mean, a black light's going to pick that up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just didn't come off as good. Like, the, you know how there's little spaces where everything is? Like, little crevices? Uh-huh. And it's hard to get stuff out of there, like dirt. Right. It's hard to get liquid shite. Oh. Diarrhea shite out of some of those things, too. Tooth, uh, uh, an old toothbrush. Was I supposed to use my toothbrush? No, an old, I should have. an old toothbrush works really well. I worked really hard. I was on the floor, like, that was not good. But, yeah, when it... When I when I was like, what the hell's going on? And then I kind of did the similar thing with you, where you're like, you feel it, and you're like, whoa, the the toilet's wet. Why is it? The- oh, oh my no. fuck! Oh my! God. Then, it's on know, me. But you know, as a guy, when you're taking it's a leak, on me, it's yeah, on it's on. Uh, it's on me in a place it's not supposed to be on me. <laughs> but once again, I don't in my like bathroom. Myself. But yeah. Anyway, it became it was that fucking Tom Segura was talking about in some bit that he did where he's like, he's like, when you when you wipe. And the toilet paper isn't quite positioned over some part of your hand. And you just get a little shit on your hand. And, <laughs> and then he's like, I'm looking around at some of you, and some of you are lying. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to all. You have too many attempts to not fuck it up every right. once in a while. But uh, I sneakily got everything out into the garbage, including the pantaloons, because there's stuff on that. Oh, no, no. It was weird. You shit on your pants, too? There was enough of it. How'd you manage that? Weren't you pulling them down? They were down. Oh. I, I shot... In front of the toilet somehow too. <laughs> I shot. It wasn't. It wasn't a good moment for me, man. And it's still. It's like a traumatic thing where you're. You're like, okay, be I'm careful. I'm sorry, we're laughing at your trauma. No, no, no. I laughed at your trauma. You fucking uh, asshole. So, I just shit in the kitchen. Just mine was only. I don't know, less than seven days ago. Mine was. Uh, yeah. A long time ago. It was a long time ago. Twenty years. But I was still a grown man <laughs> shitting and in, uh, in, inappropriately and or. Without any kind of uh, you care sh- about the world, shit in front of the toilet. Well, did you look down while you were on the toilet and notice there was shit between your feet? I think I started shitting before I thought I was <laughs> shitting. I mean, it was just it was like O ring go, and it was like no, not yet, not yet. There hasn't been a suction. Oh, no. Did it disturb you afterwards, like thinking about the play by play? Because I I had that experience with my little shard incident. I was like, I don't, I didn't feel like I shit in my pants, but I definitely shit in my pants. Right. How did that happen? Right, that that was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Where it's like, if I piss on the seat, I know I pissed on the seat. Mm-hmm. A little drop, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. But 
I just didn't notice till at the end that I had shat in a garbage can on accident. <laughs> like, huh. Oh, you weird. put your hand in it. But I was in an apartment, yes. Oh, but I was no. in an apartment, too, which made it weird because yep. it's a shared shame. Where everybody's uh-huh. looking at me, you know, that's what I'm thinking. It's like <laughs> putting garbage where it's like, I hope nobody finds this garbage that is nasty. Uh-huh. It's like 70 pounds of fucking shit and toilet paper and a sock. <laughs> one of those situations. <laughs> it was. One that got on my sock. It's one of those situations where you suddenly care about the logistics of the garbage in the waste receptacle. You're like, mm. I gotta make sure there's other less humiliating garbage on top of this garbage. <laughs> yes. so much so. Like, I'm gonna put this TV box and some yeah. other on top of that so no one can trace my shame to yeah. my apartment number. Oh my God. Fuck. All right, so we all have a shit story. That was awesome. Scatcast lore. All right, well, obviously we need to talk about mental health. I promised myself I wasn't going to laugh in this episode. None of us have any mental health to speak of. Now you know. I don't need to work on shit. If you haven't figured it out by this point, now you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Still working out the PTSD from the poop instances. Instances? Incidences. Incenses. Well, I have a... I don't really know where to start with the mental health thing, uh, but I did write down a few things. Mm -hmm. One of the things, like our quote shows, is kind of the point of doing that is... It's about mental health, and the idea is that people that have lived before us and have their had their experiences, and they're like, "This is what I think." Mm-hmm. It, it helps us kind of relate to, "Oh, okay, so they saw right. crazy people in 1840, and they were dumb like the people of today." Okay, I'm not alone. And, mm-hmm. and somewhere in those quotes, there's tools. I've always found, you know, depending on who the person is and stuff, but that's why they pick those quotes. It's like that's something that future generations should know. When you mind that shit, I mean go find wisdom like that's the way mm-hmm. I look at it is I'll just every once in a while I don't do it as much anymore just look up a person and, and their quotes and mine wisdom that can be a start and that's why I think I really like doing the quote shows mm-hmm. uh, it's not to pontificate on them or anything it's just here's a, there might be a tool in here for you uh, but we're also very different and that's the one thing that, that uh, I want to talk about with this Prometheus Rising deal so I talked about it before uh, it's called Prometheus Rising by Robert Anton Wilson. He wrote another book called Quantum Psychology. Mm-hmm. It's filled with things that will help you look at different things in a different way and get out of your belief systems. And this one, in case you're not going to read it, I just want to break down a couple things and see what you guys think and see if it's helpful. Lay it um, on me. Yeah. Here's one. One man's transcendence is another man's bullshit. <laughs> so yeah. things that work for me might be absolute bull hockey bull pucky for you yeah can i jump in there for a sec please um that was one thing i definitely wanted to touch on during this conversation because while i may not be a certified mental health expert Mm -hmm. i feel although i did get a college certificate in counseling but uh i feel like i can speak on this subject with a lot of authority because i've had it my entire fucking life like it's not something that just happens to me once in a while Mm -hmm. it's always there Mm -hmm. so like i've lived it um and the one thing i really wanted to touch on among other things was exactly what uh you just touched on is don't fall into the trap of thinking that there's somebody out there that's going to give you this equation that's going to solve it for you right because it might have solved it for them it might have solved it for a group of people Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to solve it for you because everybody's everybody's road to dealing with it and i say dealing with it because i hear a lot of people talk about getting rid of it like it's some illness that you have to i mean it is an illness in some senses but it's not for people that have it uh 
as their baseline. Mm-hmm. It's not, not going to go away, and treating it that way is just going to make you more miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you find ways to dance with it, mm-hmm. and that's very important. But you, the way that you dance with it is probably not going to be like the way that other people dance with it. Right. So, I mean, gain perspective always. Yeah. But don't get discouraged if you you hear about somebody's like, oh, I did this and it helped me so much, and you try it and it's just a load of horseshit for you. Mm-hmm. Think about just, how different you are from those. Like, right. Our belief systems are based on. Think about all the things that we have belief. We have our political beliefs, our religious beliefs, our beliefs about morality, our beliefs about what reality is, uh, you know, all these different things mm-hmm. that are different for people. And to say that there's possibly a way that all human brains throughout whatever experiences, they will all be helped by this. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible. And it's silly because we no kind of think like that. We there's do there's that a reasonable there. expectation. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the human mind and how it will react uh, towards certain things. There's reasonable expectations, but that doesn't mean this is fact. This is hard, cold fact, and this is the way it is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There is no hard and fast answer when it comes to uh, depression, anxiety, any of the things that most of us deal with. Most humans deal with it at some point in their lives, and they do it quite often and i think it's just part of being here you know it's just part of being a human being yeah i mean depression no there's no shame in it either Mm -mm. there shouldn't be like uh, what's chemical yeah Mm -hmm. almost help it you really can't do much to help it in the moment right it's chemical but it also serves a purpose and i wish that was something that somebody would have told me when i was a lot younger Mm. is that it's not like this thing isn't your enemy it can be if you allow it to become that, mm-hmm. but it serves a purpose. Um, it's it's just like every other reaction that you have to this experience that you're having. It's there to teach you something. Mm-hmm. You just have to shut the fuck up, pay attention, and try to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And the more you do that, the trade-off is the better you get at dealing with it because you go, oh, I kind of think I know why, mm-hmm. and that helps so fucking much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if. It seems to me like the foundation of trying to work on yourself, trying to figure out your mentality in life and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's like the more you learn about human action, the more patience and understanding you have about the world, and the harder it is for you to judge people in the same way as if you didn't have that understanding. Mm-hmm. It's easier for me as I get older, as I understand more about my own action and other human actions, to. I mean, people should be responsible for their actions, but. I see differently where it's like, well, that person comes from a thing that I don't know about and, you know, millions of things happen to that person. And if I was in their shoes, chemical for chemical, Mm -hmm. you know, molecule for molecule, how would I possibly do anything different or think any way different? Right. And that's one of the things with mental health. The more you look into human psychology, human action, the more you start to realize that some of the things that are traumatizing to us and and it's it's about how we look at it and about yeah you know there are things we can change for For sure sure. Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah studying psychology for yourself to just kind of figure out where you are and how other people are is just like those quotes you find tools in there Mm -hmm. because it disarms the myths about mental health Mm -hmm. And the more you do it, the more you find yourself doing it in other instances, too, which is very helpful. Mm Because then you get into this mode where you're constantly looking for new perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And that's so helpful Yeah, all across the board. I mean, it's it's especially helpful with mental health, but it's it's helpful across the board in your entire life. And 
I think that's part of the reason that if somebody were to approach me in some imaginary scenario and say, hey, I have this thing, and if you take it, then your depression will be gone forever. Mm -hmm. Or or if they said we could go back and you don't ever have to have it, you can do your life and, and not have it, neither of those scenarios would I say yes to. Mm-hmm. Even even and my my depression has put me into some really really awful situations and I've gone through some gnarly shit uh, on account of it, but I still wouldn't just trade it away. Mm-hmm. And I spent a long time kind of asking myself why that is, and I think it's because of the sheer amount of shit that I've learned from having to walk through it. Mm-hmm. You know, having it as a companion was something that I chose to start viewing as well. That's that's my teacher. It's never mm-hmm. going to go away, and there's always going to be something I can learn from it. And it's going to suck, but anything that you want to become very good at sucks along the way. Mm-hmm. So if you just frame it that way, it makes it a lot more tolerable mm-hmm. for me. And I've said that to other people, and, and I've gotten the response several times. Oh, well, your depression obviously just isn't as bad as mine. Like, mine's different. I can barely cope. And I don't know. Maybe. But I don't. I doubt it. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. just that you got to be brave enough to do the work. Otherwise, you're just going to be a victim to it for your entire life. The way I look at it real quick is is, is just a quote, and I'm going to screw it up, but basically, you don't become a good captain in life without going through a sea of shit, a shaky-ass sea yeah. of shit, and that's it. I, I like mean, that version better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, I think it's interesting um, when people talk about, because a little backstory for myself, I was diagnosed clinically depressed in mm. 2004, I think. I got that diagnosis and they gave me a prescription which didn't work then they moved me to another prescription which didn't work and they moved me to another prescription and I finally just was like okay hey, I don't want to change this stuff up anymore yeah so I was on uh, antidepressants for a period of time and then finally I did the wrong thing and said fuck this because I had lost my insurance and I couldn't afford the prescription that they had me on mm. So I said, fuck this, I'm not gonna be re- reliant on a pill that I can't afford. I can't afford $380 a month right. for this pill that I don't like in the first place, right. so I quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone who's on a, on a pretty hefty, I cold turkey did. I just quit taking it. And it was- brave ass people that have done that. It recently. was like, I think it was 19 days. Yeah. It was 19 days where it was awful. But anyways, hmm. the reason why, um, I went through that backstory is because just like any other human being out there, I don't know if that diagnosis is correct. I have no idea. I do know that the tools that I have that uh, allow me to function day to day uh, at whatever level I'm functioning that day, those tools I developed through my experiences and my thoughts on those experiences. Mm. And those experiences and those thoughts came from dark times and so today when I'm going through something those experiences and the tools that I gained during that period of time I can still apply them to today and I find it interesting because I'm not sure where I stand on it I know having the education in psychology because I was a psych major um, having the education in psychology that I have when I hear somebody talk about their depression they they say my depression and it's a very interesting way to frame it Hmm. in conversation because when they say your depression does this 
and my depression is this, all that does, framing it that way, is that it it adds to a separation between the two individuals saying that this belongs to you mm-hmm. instead of it's part of you. Mm. It's your depression. You know, um, I don't know. It's it's an yeah. interesting way to put it. It is an interesting way to look at it because I always sort of viewed that as kind of in reference to what I was talking about earlier where mm-hmm. it's like the way that you dance with yours mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily right. going to be the way that somebody else does. But I agree with you that it's something that needs to be integrated, not something that should be viewed Separate. as sitting outside of you that you right. have to fight with. Right. Yeah. So the way, and, and this is just my perspective, mm-hmm. the moment I ate it, the moment I consumed it. a moment I consumed it, the whole time that I sat and looked at this aspect of myself that I loathed, that I felt intimidated by, that I felt judged by and different and unaccepted, it was an aspect that I wanted it to go away. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to medicate and make it stop. Mm-hmm. The challenge is that aspect isn't separate from me. It's an aspect of my personality. Mm-hmm. It's how I came to this planet. And it's led me, as what you were saying, it's led me through so many dark times. Those dark times weren't that aspect. The dark times were the dark times. Mm-hmm. That aspect allowed me to process. Right. Now you're a great ship captain. I think, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I think the challenge is, at least from my experience, the moment I was able to own that aspect of my personality and eat it Mm -hmm. and integrate it into myself knowing that that's only a percentage of who I am Mm -hmm. Um, and if I pay too much attention day to day and overthink that aspect of myself I focus on that aspect of myself way too much it gets too much of my attention it will overpower my experience here on this planet Mm -hmm. it's meant to be the horse not the rider exactly so um that's just my perspective on it i think there's um something that i would add that i think gets glossed over a lot when talking down these lines and it's very important in my opinion but listening to your story Mm -hmm. um i noticed that it was similar to mine in the fact that you didn't just leap right to embracing it you spent time Mm -hmm. learning from it and examining it and then eventually Mm -hmm. embraced it and were able to integrate it and i think that that embracing it and realizing that it's a part of yourself and Mm -hmm. and just accepting that like this is a valid piece of me and it's not something that needs to be excised right you know Mm -hmm. is is super super fucking important it's not a malignant it's not a malignant aspect but if you're if you're still like a helpless victim to it and mm-hmm. you haven't spent time examining it and gaining new perspective on it I would caution you against doing that right you know it's like you got to get there because if, because if you just embrace it when you're not really if you if ready you, in your guts to do it if you try to it's, consume it's it you I was gonna say it will you know? consume you yeah. yes and that's and that's no bueno mm-hmm. no we've talked about how depression is not a fear but something wrong with the past and anxiety is something wrong, a fear of the future mm-hmm. in some way. Does that make sense to mm-hmm. you guys? Yeah. So if you're, if you're feeling depressed, it's something that you feel like you've done or something that had was done to you, mm-hmm. whether you could control it or not. So it's living in the past in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if that's a useful way to look at it, but 
It does seem like it because when yeah. I do feel the anxiety, I, think they both I know that I bleed I'm... over into the present from either direction too. It does, would yeah. be a fair uh, thing to add on to that, but I think generally speaking, that's a fair way to frame it. Well, anxiety sure. and depression often are there together. Mm-hmm. So you're they're the yeah. twins. So you're uncomfortable like to, about I've, the past since, and the future. Since the early two thousands, I called them the twins. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah, it is interesting because they do get conflated a lot, yeah. and they're definitely not the same animal. But no. they but they feed off of one another. They do almost always. I and feel more anxiety than I feel depression. <clears throat> most anxiety of the time. is a weird animal, man, because uh, I think a lot of people that haven't really experienced true anxiety. Mm-hmm. I say true, like you don't have the real thing, but mm-hmm. whatever, hipster. Bear with me. <laughs> bear with me. You've probably never heard of it before, but let me explain. <laughs> it's it above you. your head. <laughs> I'll try and explain it to you. <laughs> but if you haven't really tangled with the uh big kid anxiety for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. it it's people like to frame it in like oh you're just worried about something and it's making you sick you know Mm -hmm. or you're nervous about something and it's making you sick it's like no (laughs) no because when i get the worst anxiety i can't i couldn't tell you why right i could sit there and examine it six ways to sunday and i can't tell you what's causing it Mm -hmm. and that is when anxiety becomes a bitch mm-hmm. and i have a lot of theories about it and again not an educated expert but mm-hmm. the theory that i've settled on the most for myself is that there is this there's this basket for lack of a better term where things that uh would make you anxious they just kind of get like plopped in that basket mm-hmm. without you realizing it it's the dirty sock basket yeah and then <laughs> and then over time eventually that basket's going to get full and it's going to need to be emptied mm-hmm. and usually it'll wait to be emptied until you're fine mm-hmm. and then it'll go oh by the way time to deal with all this mm-hmm. that you didn't realize you had to deal with but it's been adding up for a long mm-hmm. time and so it just jumps and fucking attacks you mm-hmm. Some people that might be a couple times in your life. Some mm-hmm. people it might be for a period of your life and then circumstances change and you don't deal with it as often. Some people it might be all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And it's super frustrating because, like I say, it, it leaps out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. a lot of the time you're like, what the fuck is this? Right. And there's no stopping it once it starts either. Like mm-hmm. the, you, the only way out is through. So you just have to go through it. And it's awful. I mean, it's like you could feel like you're having a heart attack Mm -hmm. you could feel like you're just gonna wake up dead after you go to sleep so you just don't sleep you know you Mm -hmm. can like you 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 get tunnel vision you sweat you shake like you just can't control yourself and Mm -hmm. it's like it's awful i wouldn't wish it on a lot of people maybe Mm -hmm. the worst of my enemies (laughs) well you know anxiety is an interesting thing and there is a period of time not in the not too long ago past Hmm. where the word made me anxious yeah really yeah just the word yeah in fact for for our listeners that are listening right now that do experience this um this reaction and it's a weird mental physical reaction to whatever it may be you may very well be experiencing that where this conversation is something that you want and you want to hear it um, there might be tools in here that's and it's interesting for you, but it may be triggering something yep. in your body while you're listening. Yeah, and the reason my, I went through like a few years yes. where my, the sound of my own heartbeat oh, dude, would me give too. me anxiety. Me like too. if I could, if I was ever in like a quiet room or yeah. I'm going to sleep and I could hear my heartbeat, I'm like, <gasps> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I guess I guess what I wanted to bring up is um, a, a friend of mine threw it out there. Had their at 53 had their first anxiety attack. They've never had one. Yeah. And it happened to my dad too. They had a couple years ago. Yeah. This one was, uh, 
a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, and they had their first, they experienced their first anxiety attack. And, and of course they said, I'm gonna work on this and I'm going to unpack this and see what I can do with it. But what tools do you have? Mm-hmm. For those that have experienced this, what tools do you have to get you through when you feel it coming on? Cry. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first one. It just happens. And Curl up and wait for death. <laughs> you know the simplest. Just kidding. Just kidding. The simplest tool, and I brought this up in another episode, but the simplest tool that I got that I that I acquired from a wonderful physician mm. that saw me when I was well. It was the other reason I was in the in the ER. They had to take me there by uh, stretcher. Why ambulance back in 2015, I think. Did you violently pee your pants? No, no. <laughs> no, I discovered that I have a sensitivity to diphenhydramine. Oh, yeah, that stuff. Yes. Yeah, totally. Can't take diphenhydramine. So anyways, yeah, they sent me out and they discovered that. But the information, no. this wonderful NyQuil, physician, right? yes, anything that has diphenhydramine in it. Yeah. Um, so this physician basically brought up a few things and what I learned is most people's first reaction to dehydration is irregular heartbeat, racing heart, <laughs> uh, palpations, heart You're palpitations. You're really on the hydrate or dihydrate train it the is. last couple episodes. It <laughs> I is. agree with you. Because I am appreciating your crusade. The, the, it's, it's in the thing, the reason why <laughs> crusade, the reason why is we are, and I've said this before, we collectively as a society don't turn to water when we're thirsty. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here with a fucking cup of coffee in front of me. Right. You know? It's so got water in it. It's, it's hot water. bean water. The thing you is, cook the fish fuckery out of it. Your body's first reaction to not having enough fluid uh, is very closely resembles anxiety. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. Um, and then, you know. So that would be the first thing that I would do if I, and it works for me. If I start mm-hmm. feeling an anxiety or a panic attack coming on, if I chug a pint of water and follow it up with another pint, mm-hmm. I'm fine. <laughs> it goes away. Awesome. Doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. It's an right. easy try. It's, you know? it's another one of those things, like mm-hmm. if you're depressed, um, and Jeff said this a lot, and I used to tell him to fuck off when he said it, mm-hmm. but then I started doing it, and it's true if you're depressed just work out a little bit. Mm. It's not going to make it go away forever, but while you're working out, you'll feel a lot it better. Mm-hmm. your chemicals. Just yeah. to be able to yeah. lose that weight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. So easy little fixes like that are worth trying. I actually discovered the thing that helps me with anxiety very recently. Oh, what's that? And I was mad because I was like, really? My whole fucking 33 years of life, nobody told me just do this and that's all you, it's fine. Uh, but it was... I'm chronically vitamin D deficient, oh, as yes. as a lot of people mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. especially in our part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I have a problem absorbing it because I take a fair amount of vitamin D and I'm still deficient. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. know, something's going on there. But it's not uh, I came across this information, which I've already told the two of you, but mm-hmm. for all of you fuckers out there, <laughs> I know you're going to roll your eyes, but try it. Mm-hmm. Take vitamin D, like a good amount, like 5,000 IU, mm-hmm. uh, and take it with magnesium at the same time. Which I've never done because I'm Mr. Smart Guy, and I was like, oh, I know the difference between fat-soluble and water-soluble vitamins, and mm-hmm. magnesium is one and vitamin D is the other, so I would never take them together. Mm-hmm. Turns out there's exceptions to everything. No shit. Ha-ha. Mm-hmm. Magnesium actually helps you 
your body absorb vitamin D more effectively mm-hmm. and they can be absorbed together and it really fucking helped my anxiety. Wow. Yeah. Like noticeably, like to the point where I haven't, I hadn't been able to smoke weed for years because mm-hmm. <clears throat> it would set off my anxiety. Just mm-hmm. up, it was just a switch that got flipped at one point. I think I've talked about that before on the show, but um, I was doing this and I was, they noticed, I was like, my baseline anxiety is way down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to experiment. I'm going to try smoking some weed. And I was totally fine for the first time in years. Awesome. Good. And that's all it took was mm-hmm. taking vitamins. Mm-hmm. You fucks, take well, your vitamins. Vitamin, <laughs> vitamin D is uh, such a, an important, it's an important element to heart function and so many different things in your body. Magnesium is a is an element that is also kind of like an electrolyte, I guess. It's mm-hmm. not, but it would be considered in that kind of that category. Mm-hmm. The challenge with magnesium is you the people have varying degrees of tolerance to magnesium. <laughs> yes. It's gonna and make you fart. <laughs> it, it can. It can. I mean for any of those that remember their parents um, when you were constipated and they had you take a little cup of milk of magnesia yep. <laughs> uh, to loosen the bowels, then you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, yes, magnesium by itself is wonderful for calming anxiety. Mm-hmm. Just by itself, it's wonderful for that. The problem is you lose your anxiety and you gain loose bowels. Fair trade. And, Fucking fair trade. And you end up I'd shitting your pants. I'd rather be a poo bottle. <laughs> it just, you end up it feeds us yourself. more stories. So. So, so, so the theory is, the more full of shit you are, the more the anxious, more anxious you, are. you are. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Get that shit out of your business. Have you pooped? Have you had water? Have you, you know you what's pooped? funny about that, You're though? You're fecal retentive. <laughs> you, know <what's, laughs> you know what's funny about that, though, is I, I realized a couple years ago that if I have to poop, mm-hmm. It makes me anxious. Oh, and and to the point where I was. Well, I that had, would make sense because you have to shut the bathroom door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a shy pooper. <laughs> Once I'm safe in there, my anxiety goes away. <laughs> no, I I had I've had several of my friends laughing when I told them this because I was like I start feeling anxious mm-hmm. and then I go hmm do I have to poop and then I poop and I feel better. Good. And I, and I was like there's no like. Why would me having to poop cause anxiety? But mm-hmm. I, I'm standing by it. Like that's Your the real thing. Like, this needs to be out <laughs> yeah. now. And you're like, really? I'm going to yes! torture you until you get rid of this. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what causes anxiety? Literal physical anxiety for me today, now, mm. over mm. the past year or so. Zach. No. <laughs> Our dog. Food. <laughs> oh. Food. Yeah. Food in general. I don't care what food it is. Huh. If I eat past the point, well, if that's I'm a bitch, e- you have to eat. <laughs> I know, but if I'm eating, I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. But if I yeah. eat past the point where I shouldn't, I don't know how to explain it. You, when you're eating, you have a point where the uh, ravenous hunger is gone, mm-hmm. and you're wanting to finish the food that you have on your plate, not really thinking about it. You're no longer ravenously hungry, but there's still some food left over, so you're just going to go ahead and finish that up. Right. If I eat until I'm no longer ravenously hungry and I stop, I won't experience weird, anxious feelings <laughs> with my heart and all of that stuff. If I go ahead and finish what's on my plate or in my bowl, I will. Hmm. If So basically, huh. I get anxious if I overeat. Huh. I do that chronically. Like, not, from, not out of a desire to overeat, but I cannot 
like it's I don't know must have been ingrained for me in my childhood growing mm-hmm. up where it's like you finish your fucking yes, plate exactly you know? and, I feel I so get, guilty like, it makes me anxious to not do it mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I if I leave oh. food and I'm like you could eat that you should fucking eat that you piece of shit just right. finish it there's throwing, that much left <laughs> throwing a chunk of something away you're like why yeah how <laughs> yeah, you're like I can't eat another bite but what am I gonna yeah. do mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like ooh I had a leftover parmesan packet from when I ordered Domino's guess I'll save it forever until I finally talk myself into throwing that yes, bitch away you in should, two years. You should see our ketchup drawer. That's <laughs> impressive. Well, we were sent a lot. We like a condiment no, no, no. from everything. These were little the little ketchup packets that we have had since Bodie. before we met. Oh, really? oh gosh. They're, they're oh, just Heinz ketchup packets that we've had. And, you know, I went to gray. I went to use one oh, uh, no. like a couple of years ago and I squeezed gray. this out and I don't know how old it was. That ain't tomato paste. But no it, had, it turned into a paste paste Ooh. and it was like this brownish brick red Ew. color. I just so and you're I telling me ketchup packets are not viable apocalypse no, food? <laughs> no. And uh, literally it was so like conglomerated yeah. and old and gross that I didn't even have to worry about the bread that I tried to put it on because all I did was flicked it off into oh, the sink and it was like thunk against the sink and I went, yep, that's not... That not tainted. Left <laughs> nothing on my bread. I did that with a hot mustard. <laughs> hot mustard from yep. McDonald's. I had a packet that was, I don't know how old. It was in this house, so it's only been... <laughs> it was the color years. of mahogany. It was. <laughs> one, day, the one day you see it and you're like, that would slap. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm try, I, was, I was like, it's very dark and it's very crappy, but this is a very good sauce. Mm-hmm. And I have one sauce packet, so I'm going to eat this. And I tried it and it was like, that's not the same that anymore. Feeling, that feeling when you're like, I, your brain's like, don't eat that. And you're like, I should try. <laughs> and then you try and you're like, I should listen nah, to I my should brain. Not have done that. <laughs> listen to your mind. Oh my gosh. I was traumatized real quick by you saw it. There was, you know the the cheese that is corn, the dipping cheese, the nacho cheese. Oh. That stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's plastic corn. cheese. It's no cheese, yeah. but it's corn. But I love that shit. It's part of gas station burrito world and <laughs> mm-hmm. so I like it. Mm-hmm. And we Comes had in some, a jar. Mhm. Yep. We had some in the Gross. fridge and I must not have put the lid on good enough or whatever. But I opened it up and I just started eating it and I put it on a burrito. I'm like, yeah. uh-huh. and I look at the lid and it's filled with black mold. Yeah, dude. Oh, and been there. fucked me up. Fucking been there. Fucked me up. Not with cheese, but I've been in that exact situation. Well, before. we know black mold. Mold's <clears throat> not good. No. Nope. But when it's dark as night, <laughs> it's also probably not good. I had that in, uh, uh, I did the gallon water jug thing for a long time, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. especially when I was working for that car rental company. Because I was out in the sun a lot, so I was just like, "Time to get my sun shield," you know. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, yeah. I still got mine. Yeah. But so I was buying these cheap, BPA-free gallon jugs mm-hmm. for water, like you can get by the Culligan machines in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That'll be perfect," you know. I can wash it once in a blue moon. Ah, <laughs> uh. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I wash my water bottles a lot after mm-hmm. this. Let me tell you. But the there was a little not BPA-free thing insert on the inside of the lid. Mm-hmm. I never looked at the inside of the lid. I just unscrew it, chug, chug, chug. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing this for was weeks it and weeks or and orange? weeks. And I Gerardia or I one Listeria. day unscrewed <laughs> it. Yeah, I one day unscrewed it and tossed it on the desk and looked at it. And same deal. The inside of it was just oh, covered in black mold. Oh, it was and black. I'm, I'm like. <laughs> Everything. Every time you touched it, kind of went through your brain all at once, huh? Yep. You're like, oh my god, I've been drinking that for how long? Oh, yeah. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm throwing this bottle away. The whole bottle is gone now mm-hmm. because fuck that. I can't even look at it without thinking about drinking mold. Yeah. <laughs> I will not. I won't, I won't buy that cheese anymore because, well, I don't really eat like that anymore either. Right. I won't buy that cheese anymore because it's like, I won't risk it. Never, yeah. never again, never motherfucker. Know. <laughs> I, know. I have to. I have a quick story. And this just happened. It's been a week. Goodness, the whole world, Eight all days. our lives are going at right now. I know. Now. <laughs> this was funny. This is a funny story. I had a friend come over last week. Um, my, It was a week ago. But anyways, she came over last week, and I pulled. I had ordered some stuff from the grocery store, and they delivered it. Oh, and there were these veggie trays by Taylor Farms, I think is the company name. And they've got... Good trustworthy family name. Broccoli. Mm-hmm. They would never do you wrong. <laughs> they got broccoli, carrots... Uh, tomatoes, little cherry tomatoes, and this Ugh. tub of ranch dressing, and it looks like an adult lunchable. Yeah, mm. it's mini. I know right? what you're talking about. So I ordered some of those, and she comes over, and we go to hang out, and I pulled, we pulled two of those out of the fridge, and plopped down to eat them along with some cheese and crackers, <sighs> and she pulled the the plastic wrap off the top of hers, and immediately the entire area that we were sitting and this was outside exploded it became it became this really strong both of us noticed it this really strong sulfur type smell oh shit and and finally i was like uh, she took a bite of something and i said what is that smell and she said i was wondering the same thing i thought maybe you farted and i went no no it's like is it the broccoli and then she was chewing and she stopped and she looked at me and she smelled this container and went uh-huh. Oh. And and I said, okay, uh, that doesn't smell very good. That's really strong smelling. Usually it doesn't smell like that until you've steamed it on the stove. Mm. And she finished chewing what she was chewing, and she looked at me and she said, I don't think it's good anymore. And I said... Because it tastes awful. I said, it's, but <laughs> it they, like, and I, I looked at it and I said, <laughs> but it looks good. And she says, no, it looks good. But the uh, carrots are soft, and the tomatoes are on hospice. <laughs> oh, no. Tomatoes are ridiculous. The to tomatoes are on hospice. <laughs> so then we looked. At, she looked at the at the wrapper, and it said that it had expired. This was last Thursday. She said that it had expired on September 14th. Oh, boy. I just got them that day, Ooh. delivered from the grocery store. So we threw them out. The thing is, it's a lot Wally World. I just thought that was really funny. I didn't even taste them. I didn't even reach in to grab. I, mine was still closed. <laughs> this but is why I, I don't that trust was... vegetables on, in restaurants <laughs> and stuff. They're like, you, I'll take the meat because I watched you cook the shit out of it. Whatever yeah. you're doing with your hands, cook the fuck off mm-hmm. of it. But that lettuce is just sitting there, and you're just touching it all the time. <laughs> it's cold. It never, tr- it never gets the heat. And I don't trust your ice machine either. For, for the record, Ooh, dude, don't, don't get me started on get fucking charted. ice machine. I, I thought that was so funny. Tomatoes are on hospice. I'm that, that is really funny. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, is really is. funny. I've had a ever since I found that out about ice machines. Mm-hmm. For any of you who don't know, no, pu- public ice machines, there's been like uh, Giardia found mm-hmm. in them yeah, a whole you bunch. You don't want Giardia because because mm-hmm. like they're just notoriously not cleaned out. Yeah. They just keep producing ice for years and years in the Look same. Look for the fucking. Pink. You have to be. Yeah. They have to empty them out and they have to bleach the inside <clears> and <throat> completely dry it and start over at least once a month. How yeah, many how are many doing are that? doing? That? I don't know. Yeah. So every chance I get since I learned that, I'm like, no ice, please. Mm-hmm. Whenever I go out, and yeah. when I do get ice, this is pointless, by the way. But I'm, 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 I almost said narcotic. 
neurotic. Mm-hmm. That's the N word I'm looking for. Not that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, if I like get a piece of ice that goes in my mouth, I'll like swallow my drink and spit the piece of ice out. I'm like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> it's already touched my tongue. Fuck, right? I hope those pores are strong. Shade it. <laughs> I know. I Every that. time I do it, I'm like, what's wrong with you? I, do I'm it. traumatized by two things. Gordon Ramsay and his hotel hell because that's fucked. Are you a sandwich? <laughs> I am. Are you a shit sandwich? Oh, but looking at those freezers and looking at how people oh, will yeah, let dude. things kitchen go. Kitchen nightmares. Kitchen mm-hmm. nightmares. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's kitchen nightmares yeah. mainly. But I saw a hotel hell that was one oh, yeah. specifically. Yep. It was just like, okay, I'm not yeah. doing that at all. Ew. But then getting E. coli, which I've talked about probably a lot mm-hmm. because it was, you know, traumatic. <laughs> I mean, I was Dick the, the horse when I was shitting and puking sprinkler guy for days. Mm-hmm. But, be, but I, I remember the food that I ate. And I mean, you get E. coli because somebody didn't wipe their fucking hands yeah. off with their butt. Ew. So it was a specific kind of meat. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing this up. But Ew. This is why I don't trust food now. And I will not eat that meat. That I love calzones with all the fixings. Mm-hmm. And there's a specific fixing that will never get fixed in a calzone. <laughs> I'll still trust a calzone. It was a sausage, wasn't it? It was those little chunky sausage bacon. It was the little bacon bits. Oh, was it? Because when I was doing Dick the Horse shit vomit sprinkler, (laughs) I (coughs) dreamt about those fucking bacon bits, basically, for three days. Mm -hmm. I lived in Meat World, and I dreamed about Mm -hmm. for three days. Lived, and you think he's kidding. (laughs) They got into your system, bro. (laughs) That's all he talked about. He'd wake up from a fever dream, sweating, I was in Meat World, dude. And he was like, oh, sausage, oh, yeah. sausage, oh. oh. <laughs> As all my O-rings are like, we don't work anymore, for, uh. not for you anyway. Even even having heard that story many times, if you put a pile of those little bacon bits in front of me, just that, <laughs> just, mm-hmm. I would eat the whole fucking thing. Because you would have cooked them yourself, and you probably didn't wipe your butt with your hand, or whatever the fuck happened to me. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird because it was a band practice where we were having... A real official meeting where we had our Freemason guy. He's doing the gavel and shit. Yeah, as I recall, you were the only one that got a calzone. Yep, Yep, I was. The rest of us got pizza. Yep. Mm -hmm. None of us got sick, but you died and resurrected three days later. I'm pretty sure. Never in my life have I. (laughs) He must be Jesus. You were talking about anxiety while shitting. Mm -hmm. I don't shit in public or in people's private businesses if I don't have to, right? (laughs) It's an emergency. (laughs) This was crazy because we're in the middle of band you know talking mm-hmm. about band stuff and i'm like i need to go use the bathroom mm-hmm. all right i need to do it right now and i just went in there and went, i remember I like, it being weird, weird because sweating. like hanging out with you i feel like that was the first time i've ever heard those words come out of your mouth when we were out doing something like i'll be right back i gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> right i just don't i was yeah. like i don't think i've ever said that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm yeah. camel man it's just the way it is <laughs> joe and, and brian make fun of me because joe was always peeing and stuff and it's like uh, yeah, I, I never peed it. I don't, Massive I never used... dick, tiny yeah. bladder. <laughs> That's right. Totally the fucking problem. <laughs> anyway. Well, you can go to a location and be there for 18 hours. Yeah, I can do multiple days. Yeah. And with never. With your gallon jug of water. <laughs> if I don't eat the gas station burrito stuff. Gas station burritos are, uh, they're a joker card in the in the deck. Yeah. They will, you know. But yeah. if I don't eat those, yeah, I can, I'm a camel. I know you are. Can, I've I'll watched. go on the desert track. And I've I'll, got a bladder the size of a fucking walnut, so I'm peeing like every. I think I might hour been traumatized least. at a truck stop gas station. I'm like, <laughs> we're not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> not there, <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> I did you, a while back. You brought up something that made me think of this. I was just perusing the internet as one does, 
and it, it was the quietest room in the world. I and, saw that. And it's uh, how horrible would that be for you? Yeah. You, nobody, Awful. Nobody lasted longer than what 20, 30 minutes yeah. or something. My, my toxic trait is thinking that I could do it. <laughs> I, <swear laughs> I was like, but, 30 minutes. Fuck, yeah, I was I like, fucking no like, big deal. There's no way I could. I, I can't like, handle my own mouth noises. Dude, yeah, seriously. When I, the moment I swallowed the first time in that room and, and it like echoed mm. in my head, I'd be like, get me out now. <laughs> get me out now. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a chemical thing. I'm a biological. <laughs> I hate it. Hate it. <laughs> well, I've discovered that. I mean, I have issues with certain noises and always have. It's just been part of who I, it's just who I am, I guess. But um, I noticed, <laughs> I noticed as soon as we started <laughs> podcasting and I put on a set of headphones, mm-hmm. um, I'm acutely aware of the, the weird wet sounds that my mouth oh, makes God. as I oh, talk. Isn't it crazy? The and when I, and it is because you can hear them right in your ears. And then when I swallow, mm-hmm. I'm a loud swallower. <laughs> no, you're not. These and are I never realized. <laughs> I mean, you swallow and you startle yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? It's this weird, like, it's a gulp. I, yeah. When I swallow, it's a gulp sound. And you I know, never even realized that. People don't know what you're talking about because I cut those out. I'm so glad. Dipshit Files doesn't have so a lot of gulps or do. the snapping of the mouth or anything. But I, you don't do that very often either. Well, I do swallow a lot. Well, in, in podcast, I'm not going to do giggity. it near the mic, but in podcasting, what'd you say? I said giggity. <laughs> this, this is the sound that you hear as an in, as a as a person that does editing. This is the sound. I'm going to get away from the microphone. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that sound. Yeah, it <laughs> spikes the fucker. You're like, oh, my limiter. Oh my god, I just got yeah. a phone notification. We lost eight Patreon subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We didn't even put it I out. Yet. I so, know. <laughs> good. And by the way, uh, congratulations for surviving the. I guess we we're supposed to be turned into zombies through our phones. Oh yeah, they did that national thing. Yeah. I don't like the fact that they've got a national. I mean, I like it that they can talk to us or whatever, but something's happening. Wait a minute, I, what, my, what, my what, tinfoil what? hat. I know. Recently, they just did a new kind of alert instead of Amber Alert. It was, uh, I think, Joe Biden just texted everyone on accident. Oh, that happened. It was like, my phone <laughs> yeah, yeah, it came it was like through an my emergen- phone. Emergency. Yeah. yeah. I woke up and was like, and then went back to bed. But you know how the conspiracy theorist world there was zombies which is ridiculous but you know there's government conspiracy about it that you know it's tracking or i, I don't remember i didn't look into did it you get it much. three different times i only got it once i, I got it got three once. different times oh boy first one first one was in Shaden. spanish <laughs> oh i was like huh dismiss mm-hmm. and then the second one was in english huh. i was like okay the third one covering, was in covering Klingon. covering their bases the third one why. was like thanks we're done <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Did you <laughs> happen to me? <laughs> Some people I saw on the internet, I'm, I don't know if this is something that people actually believe, but they were saying that, ha ha ha, wrapping your phone in tin foil or aluminum foil, which would be now, and to protect yourself from the national alert, whatever it is. Hmm. I wonder if it worked. But, Do you think it worked? <laughs> I want to know. That'd be fun to find out. If, if anybody tried it, let me know. If there was some <laughs> science behind this, put the fucking thing out in a goddamn abstract so I can read it. Right. All right. Uh, so quietest room, no thanks to you guys. Yeah, hard okay. pass. I am arrogant enough to think that I could probably go I'm for I'm probably a bit. arrogant enough to actually try it. I would try it. Like, if it was put in front of me and somebody said, you want to try? I'd be like, yeah. You've been in a lot of shitty situations for a half hour. I saw one. I yep. saw one. It was way longer than a half hour. Yep. So it's like, <laughs> I bet you could do it. Yeah. Even in the bus. Even, mm-hmm. you're, not a, you're not a heat guy. I watched you suffer for many hours. Yeah. And you, like, you're getting a good zen spot. Depending on 
depending on the stakes, like if there was a lot of money riding on it or something, it's like, Shaden, you'll get a million dollars if you stay in there for 30 minutes. It's like, I'll die. I'll, I'll, die. I'll literally develop PTSD mm-hmm. on purpose. <laughs> I'll be like, that's fine. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> but I would embrace the hate. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is my Sith origin story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they put me in the quietest room in the world and let me listen to my own heartbeat for 30 minutes. Put me in a room with my thoughts and I'm fucking evil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I started uh, talking about Prometheus Rising a little bit, and I just wanted to run by a couple things from the book so people don't have to read it. Oh, yeah. if they want. I recommend one. it. What's that? <laughs> you did one. Well, well, yeah. yeah here Let's we're, do another one and talk we're... for another 40 minutes. <laughs> I think the main point is that one man's transcendence is another's bullshit. I think that's kind of the main point is that's to look one. at it and be like, just it might not work for you. Yeah. It might be different for you. You have different chemistry, blood type, all experiences. The next one is the more you learn about psychology, uh, like I said earlier, uh, the more patience you'll have and the harder it will be to be angry at people's actions. It, you can still be angry at them, but the more you know about how humans work, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of one of the things you, he goes through in Prometheus Rising. I feel like you trade the anger for exhaustion. <laughs> you know, it's like I've, I was not very patient when I was younger. Well, how I, could I, had, you I had a really, really bad temper. Uh, like we're pieces of shit when we're kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My, like, but mine was to the point where something had to be done. <laughs> the the adults know? were like, "This is too much of a yeah. piece of shit." Yeah, we were and pieces it, of shit too. And it's still it has come out a few times uh, during the course of me growing up and then into adulthood. And it's just for like very brief flashes. But as soon as it comes through, I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like I can't let that go any further than that I ever that. because feel, yeah. because that's. Uh, that's how I go to prison, probably. <laughs> you being a danger, you're you're dangerous. Yeah, but you control it. Right. Good. Yeah. That's a good man. That's isn't that what a I good man so. is to be? Because yeah. we're all dangerous, but controlling it the best you can. Good, good person in general, but yeah, for yeah, what am I saying? For for men specifically, though, I mean, it's I mean, generally, if we're generalizing, yeah, dudes tend to have a harder time putting a lid on that shit. For sure, I think women are pretty <laughs> violent though too. Yeah, but men I think I think women are just smarter about how they channel it. Honestly, <laughs> a lot of guys are just like, and yeah. women are like, I'm gonna, yeah, burn your house down. Drink. No one will know it was me. <laughs> I know you're mad at me. Here, have a sip of this. Yeah. That's what the dipshit files is for. Almost all the serial killer women is like they just yeah. they poison eighty five dudes. Yep. <laughs> and yes, there are exceptions, but. If we're generalizing, I would say that's fair valid. enough. Forgive me for generalizing. I feel like how dare have, you, you chauvinistic pig! <laughs> I feel like you listening. You're a grown up, so we're good. Yeah. Another thing that this one's can be interpreted in a bunch of ways, and I recommend you read the book to kind of dig into it. But the map is not the territory is one of his famous sayings. The map is not the territory. Your plan is not reality. You're, there's a lot of different ways to look at it, but no, the map of the Earth is not the Earth. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. A, a great deal more. You know, people have plans, people have this. Hmm, that's pretty good. I'll let you look into it more. Yeah. But that is kind of the, the big, one of the big takeaways from the book. No, I like that. That's like one of my favorite quotes that I still haven't put into one of our quote episodes because mm. it's kind of cheeky and played out, but I still love it is that the first casualty of war is the plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. No yeah. Shit. And it's like, yeah, it's not a bad thing to plan, but it's a very bad thing to become married to the plan. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it's often the first thing to go into the bin. And you being married to it will cause anxiety and, par- and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Once it falls away, it robs you of adaptability. I think too. Mm-hmm. Fair. Here's another one I like from him. Robert Anton Wilson's a very funny guy. He was a, almost a stand-up comedian, funny, but not not quite. Uh, but bullshit makes the flowers grow. 
I like that. Because <laughs> that is really, it makes our flowers grow. We're makes human my beings. flower grow. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we built a lot of societies on bullshit. And so, you know, True. it exists and there it is. True. Here's another one that just a, a person, this was a comment when I was looking back and trying to remember about the book. The world is crummy, period. Uh, <laughs> but you can either be you can either laugh or be miserable. But that's that is what happens. You, you look oh, awesome. I love the you know, my just, favorite quote. The delivery was perfect. <laughs> the world is crummy. Period. Yeah. <laughs> out of insightful. <laughs> but that is what you get out of it. You're like, okay, suffering is. I mean, most religions they they're teaching you you're going to suffer here. Yeah. So how are you going to handle your suffering? Mm -hmm. And a lot of us think that, no, there's not supposed to be suffering. It's supposed to be like that TV show where everybody's happy and they have a coffee shop that knows their favorite drinks. And how, they, but how boring would that be? Right. Oh, like, be honest with yourself. If everything was hunky-dory and you never had to suffer or go through any shit, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're trapped. so dull. We'd be bored. We that are... was my problem when I was a kid with the idea of... of heaven in christianity because mm -hmm. it was what i was raised with you know mm -hmm. be like oh yeah there's gonna be no more tears and no more pain no more suffering i'm like then why go yeah You're right what how will you know what's fun uh, yeah. how do you know what's good nobody would care about anything <laughs> right. <laughs> right well that's about the matrix they're like shut up you wouldn't understand <laughs> <laughs> the, the premise of the matrix was that there was a matrix where we made it a utopia for humans but you yeah. just didn't want it rejected it, it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. so we had to fuck shit up and have crime and stupid i think it's super well, there's true, no man. way to appreciate a utopian circumstance or utopian right. um, opportunity if you had if you're not if you were born into it there's no respect or love for it mm -hmm. um, because you don't know the alternative I think that's why society instinctively we look at a rich person's children and we mm -hmm. look and we're like they need extra knowledge mm -hmm. that they're not going to get from they got all the things all the rich people stuff but they don't know they're just going to be handed stuff and they're going to look at the world differently mm -hmm. and obviously it's different people are different mm -hmm. some people are smarter or whatever but mm. I think as society we do we look at that like oh those people are going to be fucked because they don't know shit mm -hmm. they're just going to get a car when they're 16 and they're just going to get to go to college and they're not going to understand well, see the, the person that's like what do you mean you just get to go to college for f I had to work a night mm -hmm. job to pay for half of a percent of the college mm -hmm. well the, the challenge that the challenge comes from um, if if you're going to do like class conversation like that um, the division comes from uh, rich kids, rich kids. Mm -hmm. They don't, uh, oftentimes, their appreciation for the things that the non-rich kids, so you have rich kids and non-rich kids. Mm -hmm. um, non-rich kids, when they do gain the stuff that the rich kids have, have more appreciation for those things. I think so. Um, yeah. Because My first pack of Pokemon cards. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> because, the because they know what it feels like to not have it and then work to acquire it. Mm -hmm. The challenge is the rich kids also have experiences that the non-rich kids will never have True. on a negative sense. Because mm -hmm. these non-rich kids don't have the same obligations or expectations on them that the rich kids have. Absolutely, everybody's yeah. got so problems. Well, I think I think that I think that people that have means from the get-go, mm -hmm. um, they ha they do have a distinct advantage in that they're not conditioned to limit themselves un unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. Like I heard a 
I don't remember. Maybe it was the guy who wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad, mm-hmm. uh, or mm-hmm. it was some somebody in, in those circles talking about wealth uh, creation and management. He said the the worst thing that can happen to you in in your financial journey is to uh, accept a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was I like, I, I was like, that the fuck. But but then uh, the more you think about it, it's just like yeah, because then your entire life becomes measured in paychecks. Right. And you and you just start thinking, oh, that's the only place money comes from. And mm-hmm. so if I can't right. fit it into my paycheck, then it's not for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's super not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but you get conditioned into that, especially if you grow up poor, because mm-hmm. I've I've felt that way my entire life. It took me until well into adulthood before I started seeing anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Where I was just I was like, what do you mean I have to have a fucking paycheck? It's like, well. You do and you don't. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like there, Have there, you heard of investments? There, yeah, there are, there are a lot of other ways to generate money, but yeah. you didn't get taught those because you, you, you're because on Because you were in survival track. mode. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. In survival mode. Well, I kind of came from, uh, my dad wasn't rich, rich when I was growing up, mm-hmm. but both my parents owned a business. My dad was a CPA and like a superstar CPA. And so he had, and he's made a lot more money since I, you know, last talked to him 20 years ago or whatever, but I came from money. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> and all my friends looked at me and they, they were like, you need to learn stuff because you don't know it because you just had stuff. And I, and I recognized that. And mm-hmm. I actually, I took a lot of lessons from some of my friends. I played music. So most of the people in the, the local music community are not wealthy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and I lived in, I went from living in a house on the hill that my parents bought and the life that they gave me. And then the life that I earned for myself was the smallest house in the shittiest neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool education. And I didn't, I wasn't mad or anything, but I came from, I was like, well, I can get that again. Cause I'd already seen what you can get. Mm-hmm. And my dad taught me, you know, a lot more about money than I think most people get to learn about money mm-hmm. and sent me in right directions and stuff. Uh, yeah, it, it's weird how we are. Mm-hmm. But we do, we want to educate people, but we're also pissed at them. A lot of my friends were like, you had money growing up and fucking that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, well, we, just like you said, it's mm-hmm. like, my dad was a dick. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? I didn't even feel like he liked right. me half the time <laughs> I was right. growing up. Yeah. So, well, see, I grew up, I grew up. Uh, your dad's awesome and he doesn't have a pot to piss in. Mm-hmm. I'd rather fucking hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I, I grew up uh, not, I, I don't want to say that I was poor. I wasn't poor until I became an adult. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so uh, I, I grew up in a very modest household. And a lot of people, I went to a private school and I feel very, very fortunate that I was able to go to a private school. Um, But all of the money went to that sort of thing. So, I mean, I would go to a private school and I'd take off my school uniform and then we would sit down and we'd have shit on a shingle for dinner or a bowl of beans, you know? So uh, I grew up in, in a household where you got your ass chewed if you left a light on. Um, nothing was wasted, you know. There was so and it's really cool when parents do that for their kids when they're like, "We're just going to get you the very best education right. we can, the right. best we can do for you." It's really cool when people do that. So uh, then, as I grew up, my parents owned their own business, and things financially changed for us when I was about twelve or thirteen. And then I became an adult, and I crashed and burned the and I was for yourself right out of the gates was I so was fucking poor yeah. I mean I was poor yeah. and I ended up in the hospital due to malnutrition and dehydration yeah. uh, because I had a, an 18 month old child at this point single mom raising this kid on my own living up in a mountain community yeah, up on top of a mountain too proud to say that I couldn't afford the propane to heat my house Yeesh. Uh, 
and I could barely afford the electricity. So my daughter and I holed up in the kitchen and we closed all the doors and I turned on the stove. I had an electric oven. I'd never seen that until I met you. I turned on that. That was smart. Well, I, yeah, I had electricity. Yeah. I just didn't have gas because I didn't have propane. Right. And so I opened the oven door and I had an electric oven. So I turned the oven on and we slept together in a big pile of blankets in the kitchen in front of the oven. It's kind of like a cozy kind of good memory on some level. Well, I know you were stressed. I was stressed, you know, but probably pretty cool for. I wanted to make sure she had food, so I got the jar, little jars of baby food, which were actually cheaper than buying actual food, (laughs) because uh, the 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 state program that I was on paid for that stuff. Mm. So my my money that I got from working my job didn't have to go to pay for my child to eat. So I just didn't buy food. I bought her baby food and her formula and stuff. And you hot dogs sometimes. I ate hot dogs at work. <laughs> otherwise, Company I drank. Hot dogs. Otherwise, which was very rare. Um, otherwise, I drank Slim Fast because it's all I could afford. Because I thought it was this balanced meal, you yeah, know, they, my brain. <laughs> the box but sure I does didn't, allude to that. But I shook it up in a shaker bottle with water. And that's all I. That's all you I. Got to stretch it out for a while. <laughs> yeah, it is expensive. <laughs> no, no, no. It was powder. It was. Oh, it was I in see. a can. Oh, yeah. It was a powder that you had to put oh, in a shaker yeah, bottle yeah, for yeah. a long oh, yeah, time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up after about. It was between. I was f- just picturing you taking like a slim fast shake and like diluting <laughs> putting it, putting it into five glasses and filling. That's the rest what of I was thinking. No, <laughs> I couldn't afford the shakes in <laughs> right. the can. Yeah. I had to get the powder. That was yeah. luxury shit because they yes. shook it for you in refrigerator. Yeah, right. The thing is, the reason why I told that story is because had I not experienced that, although it sucked in the beginning, it sucked in the whole process. Now you're a great ship captain. Had I not, (laughs) thank you, had I not experienced that and lived through that, I wouldn't know where the challenge, how bad it could get. I wouldn't know how deep it could get. And I wouldn't know how strong I would have to be. Right. You know? So, you know, at this point, if something starts getting rough, I have something to pull on. Yeah. Which uh, you made it through that. Mm-hmm. And yep. it makes you strong. Yeah, I I had not quite that experience cuz you know, minus the kid, but mm-hmm. similar thing. I might have told this story on the uh on the podcast one time, but when I moved into my first place by myself and all I had was a frozen pizza mm-hmm. and the and the cookie sheet that I found out didn't fit in my miniature oven. Oh no! Your mini bake oven? Yep. So I melted the knobs (laughs) off the front of it. Oh no. (laughs) And half of it was still raw and half of it was burnt. Did you cook the pizza Um, with a light bulb? By the end. (laughs) That was a frustrating day. It went ding! Half frozen, half burnt. Yeah, oh. and that was that was the only food that I could afford until next I got paid because oh. I just got into this apartment. You know, and I had like a roll of toilet paper and mm-hmm. that pizza. That's and when you learn to take the two. You, you literally, when you're that poor, and you'd have so little, you learn about toilet paper and how it's actually cut into perfectly sized little squares, yep. and you can actually ration yep. your toilet paper. <laughs> yep. You know that if it's two ply. The odds of having a you know a slip through of the finger when you're wiping your ass if you've got two squares folded over is slimmer. Yep. If it's two ply, yep. you don't need four squares. Two is fine. <laughs> if it's single ply, you're going to have to do four. Especially these days with toilet paper. <laughs> I, I remember. Rush. I remember cutting it close one time mm-hmm. on the toilet paper thing where like I didn't have any. My account was overdrawn, mm-hmm. and I was like. 
hoping to run out of toilet paper. Like I was actually looking for excuses to use public bathrooms when I could. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I gotta make my, you're my looking, shit tickets last. You're you getting know? water you're look, yeah. through the drive through. You're getting yeah, like dude. a, you know, a water, yeah, and you're saying, can I get some extra napkins, please? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're deciding. Been there. Which, but I remember you're deciding which one of your socks is like. That's what, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Okay, I was like, I was which like, one I was is like, gonna be sacrificed? Yeah, I was thinking. I was like, well, if I run out of toilet paper, what I'm gonna do? And I was like, laundry. I have a few shirts that I don't care about anymore. I can probably just rip them into strips. <laughs> Make a sacrifice to the person. They were going to be J-Rex anyway. You're pioneering it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's it's funny to talk about that stuff to me because like I've seen, at this point in my life, I've seen true poverty. You mm-hmm. know, like the stuff we're talking about is like poverty by an yeah. American. Not, it's not, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not like, true poverty. It's like I've, I say that I've I grew up poor and that mm-hmm. I've been very poor, but not compared to most of the rest of the world. Right, you know? it's, which we have exactly. to take for granted. Which, which we don't still, yeah, which yeah. still kind of boggles my mind, <clears throat> even now having seen it. Mm-hmm. You know how bad it can be, because when I was there, I was like, "This is the bottom of the bottom. Like mm-hmm. this is as bad as it gets." It's all about, <laughs> it's all about perspective yes. and experience. Though. Yeah, yes. yeah, I was thankful for my easy bake oven and my mm-hmm. half raw pizza that I ate anyway because that's all I had. Yeah. <laughs> the, pers- the perspective yeah. there is were you underneath a cover when you went to sleep? Meaning, yep. did you have a roof over your yeah. head? Yep. Yes. That's that's how I, was there, I had was a there, roof over my head, was, a lock on my door. I was going to say, was there a light when you turned the switch on? Yep. Yes. So... Mm-hmm. The, was there a switch poor. on the there fucking wall? There was a switch wall. on the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, Where it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Exactly. If I, if I turned the faucet on in the sink, clean water Did came water? Out. Oh, see? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, one well, of the happiest, heavily chlorinated water. One of the happiest still times. Still potable. Still. <laughs> <laughs> one of the happiest times in my life was in that little tiny house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a microwave that kept working when you opened the door. It was so old. Oh my gosh, really? It kept working. Yeah. I remember my mom telling me like, don't get close to the modern microwaves because it'll, you know, my mom don't do a lot of stuff. (laughs) This thing fucking was working when the door was open and it's Ah. like, this has to be worse. Ah. No. And it was from like the 60s or 70s. It's it's the one where you actually have to like shove the lever and it goes (laughs) click, click to open the door. The fridge was like that too. It was a crazy. back when they had microwave cookbooks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It actually had, (laughs) it actually had buttons on it. It It wasn't a touch screen. Yeah. Yeah, we had a whole system to when it. You, yeah. When you hit the buttons on the micro, the microwave, it goes... Yes, yes I know. I remember that. I know exactly what you're talking but about, But I remember too. thinking... I still had a microwave, though. I still was able to go to Safeway down the right. street. I had a big TV, and I was playing guitar. You had something to put in the microwave. Record. Yeah. that's This planet is filled with people that are like, man, mm-hmm. I would go for any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, so It is strange, because yeah. we have to educate ourselves. Like I said middle class people want to tell the rich kids like you're going to you need to hang out with us because mm-hmm. you're going to miss some stuff the rest of the world's looking at the west saying mm-hmm. you guys are missing a lot of things you're taking yes. a shitload of things for granted mm-hmm. and i bet i don't know maybe the good keeps going like that mm-hmm. yeah. i think it's just i think it is i think it's part of uh the human experience no matter where you are uh, in life and no matter where you are as far as education level as far as uh, in the class system, age—none of it matters, because where you are is is all you have. So you're only able to think and fill the fill the sphere of uh, thought that is relative to your experience on this planet. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what you have or what ed- what education you have. None of that matters. Mm-hmm. It only is about your experience. So. If you expand your uh, expand your horizons as far <laughs> as your experiences go, 
you're able to learn more. So, so many people have their experience and have their, I guess their, their, their perspective bubble Hmm. and they never think outside of that because they can't. It's very difficult. They can't, they haven't experienced it. So when they see somebody who has had different experiences and have is outside of their perspective bubble and they don't match, you know, they don't come together. They automatically say you are missing something because you don't have what I have. You can't see the world the way I see the world. You can't speak on what I can speak on. Right. And and that is that's just a breakdown of our society. It's a breakdown of our communication and our camaraderie as human beings. We are not a wise society anymore. We're not seeking it like we used to. Yeah, I think one of the worst I hope that came out okay. Came out rad. It did. Yeah. And it kind of segues. Even I can understand it. So it, it, oh. it, segues, <laughs> it segues perfectly into this uh, last point I wanted to make before we leave this topic and probably wrap up at this point, I guess. I think we're getting close. But I feel the ride coming to the end. Mm-hmm. We're at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But, um, There's probably one more drop. I think, I think uh, one of the worst things you can rob yourself of in this life is um, new perspective. Yes. The, the chance to gain new perspective. Mm-hmm. And something was said to me not long ago that I really took to heart. Um, and it went something, I'm going to butcher it, but it went something to the effect of a lot of people get uh, depressed and anxious and fearful because they uh, don't want to lose their stability, whatever that looks like for mm-hmm. them. But you have to remember that human beings weren't built for stability. Mm-hmm. We thrive on adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and adventure's messy, mm-hmm. and it comes with very few guarantees. Mm-hmm. Freedom is dangerous. But, mm-hmm. but uh, your stability will kill your soul if mm-hmm. you hang on to it too tightly. Yes. You know, So it's like if you're ever at a crossroads, crossroads where you're thinking, well, if I sacrifice this, this, and this, I'll be able to maintain my stability. Mm-hmm. Or if I refuse to sacrifice this, this, and this, then I'm chucked out into the unknown. Go to the unknown. Yeah. Go to the unknown, please. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's fucking hard. I've 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 gotten it's caught in that trap. I've gotten shit. that trap many many times where yeah. I'm like, ooh, I could go do this crazy adventure, but what about my job? And you know, my mm-hmm. what about my pets? What about my significant other? What about you name it? You know, mm-hmm. it's just like I don't know if I want to risk that for that. Right. And there are times well, the there are there are it. times I mean, when that's valid. You know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think you should stick to your commitments and shit for sure. But if if the if the if if it's just fear that's keeping you from not doing it, mm-hmm. do yourself a favor and just go for it. Kick be, the fucking door down. Do be, the scary be afraid. Thing. Do be the afraid. scary thing. Yeah. Yeah. As long as for it's sure. legal and moral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that uh, legal-ish. I mean, you guys, yeah, you guys right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that. Um, Another thing I wanted to make sure to touch on on the whole depression anxiety thing is something I've said a lot, um, but it's super valuable to me is don't get caught in playing the comparison game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, that goes for what we're talking about, about the way you deal with it's differently than the way other people might. But what I mean is don't, don't do yourself the disservice of looking at your problems that are making you miserable or your situation or your state of mind or whatever don't mm-hmm. look at that and then look at somebody that in from your perspective has it worse mm-hmm. and then go well i don't have any room to bitch mm-hmm. that's that's you can't you can't put those conventional scales are no good for that mm-hmm. kind of shit because just because somebody else has it 
worse heavy air quotes Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that doesn't invalidate your shit you know it's very important that you allow yourself to feel bad about it it's okay Mm -hmm. to feel bad about the shit that you're going through Mm -hmm. and the shit that you're dealing with and it doesn't matter what anybody else is going through because you're you're the only one living in your skin and you're the only one that has to walk through what you're walking through and if it's horrible for you you deserve the you deserve to be gracious enough to yourself to say yeah this is awful mm-hmm. no, no matter what anybody else is going through right. this yes. is awful for me and that matters comparing yourself to others is a folly right for sure 100% the challenge is not getting stuck in that space right don't use it as an excuse to stay mm-hmm. but but don't be an asshole to yourself and say, oh, my problems don't matter because right. somebody else has it worse. Well, That's and, crap. You yeah. know, and to take it one step further, understanding that um, you shouldn't uh, abuse other people while right. um, you, you don't want to compare yourself and say, you know, I shouldn't, I should just suck it up because this person has it worse. No, you, you don't want to do that. Mm, you right. want to understand your situation and you want to allow yourself that understanding and forgiveness for what you're going through and understand and that way you can move through it don't get stuck there but also don't abuse the people around you because yeah, of what you're going to care about you yes yeah that's another thing that that uh, i've seen and i've done i've done in my past and i've seen it and i am seeing it where mm-hmm. people are saying well i've got this thing that i'm dealing with right now and i'm going to abuse you and you're just going to have to deal with it yeah. because I have a problem. Fuck that. And that's it's a challenge that I see time and time again. Yeah. So and, and don't pe- on the other side of it, don't tolerate that from people. Exactly. Either. It doesn't I don't, mean you me have to turn around and abuse them no, no, in no, no, turn. No. But, yeah. but it's okay to call somebody out no matter right. what they're going through. Right. Be like, hey, listen, fucker. Absolutely. I care about you. Mm-hmm. You can't treat me like shit. Yes. No matter what you're going through. Right. I love you and I want to help if I can, mm-hmm. but also fuck off with that. That's yeah. not going to fly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's being pretty brave. Yeah. I appreciate that. I got one last thing as we wrap it up, as we are wrapping it up. Thank you guys for hanging out. It's mm. been a fun mm. week. This, this is hate awesome. Show. I hate you hate the whole it. thing. Oh, I'm <laughs> so glad. You like it. I'm except so for, glad Shane's back. Except for the part I got to hold the shovel cock in. Oh, you can hear it. Fucking yeah, enjoy it, it double yeah. down. <laughs> last thing from the Oh my God, he's... <laughs> <laughs> Load the cock. Cock loader. The last thing from Prometheus Rising that I think is kind of interesting. You don't need to be a certain way to be loved. Yeah. Wow. You don't. That's awesome. That's what you get from that book, is you my, don't need to be a certain way. My to be brain loved. just went, huh? <laughs> like Tim the Toolman Taylor. It did. Yeah, I'm dating myself. It gave me pause. <laughs> yeah, I totally <laughs> dated myself by just using the, yeah. the sound. That, that said... Like I said, sometimes quotes can be tools themselves. Yeah. Like just a ride. And when you remember that, when you're like, fuck, I'm anxious. It's like, yeah, but so you don't get the job. You'll get one. You'll figure it out. Yeah. It's just a ride. Yeah. You know, let go of the fucking bar because you're not helping. You're not doing yourself a service by stressing about <laughs> you it. You can't steer the ride. Right. <laughs> right. But you also, it's really tough to change your chemicals. And we get that. Is, Mental yeah. health is a thing where it's your lifelong. It's your, your own. It's your main responsibility. Yep. is to work on it the best you can yeah. and people will be there to help or not but yep. you know if you're you're part of this community you can find people that be part of the help for sure here 100 percent. this community has been so fucking rad like props to you guys mm-hmm. I, I know we've said it in a number of ways but especially lately i've seen several members of our crew going through some shit mm-hmm. and the outpouring of not just platitudes you know like it's not just people going oh sorry about your shit like people are 
how can I get involved? I want to help. What about this? Can we do this? Would this make it better? Maybe what if we think about it this way? Like I've seen all of that shit, Mm -hmm. like a a plethora of it. And I don't even stalk social media. I'm a hermit, but I've seen a bunch of it. I just see little pieces of it. I see awesome pieces. Mm -hmm. I'm personally, and I think I speak for all of us here. I'm so fucking proud of you guys for being that way. Like that's exactly the kind of community that I would hope would rise up around this shit mm-hmm. and no. you guys made it so so fuck yeah i'm a I'm bunch very, of turds i love you mm-hmm. i'm very uh, honored to be part of that community me too of individuals that are there for each other mm-hmm. you know uh and it's not here let me fix you it's absolutely how can i help yeah and it's such a big there's such a a, a chasm between those two yeah. statements yeah. And I think that's it's missing in a lot of ways in just currently in just society currently. So just coming to the table with I am here to be of service to you mm-hmm. because I love you. And I don't want anything. And I don't want anything from you. How yeah. can I help? Yep. You know, it's so it's so huge. Yeah, so good job awesome. to all of you guys. Yeah. yeah. So in summary, be kind to yourself. And don't be a cunt. And don't mm. be cunt. Don't be a cunt. <laughs> That's just a good good rule of life. Rule don't be a cunt one. to yourself. Yes. And don't be a cunt to others. Yeah. And yes. don't make excuses. And oh, drink water. And drink water. <laughs> if you're feeling bad, make sure you poop. And try not to, when you do that, try not to do it in your own pants. I was going to say, never trust a fart. Yep. I'd Never also say, fucking trust a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. We learned that again. That's yeah. another rule that we've learned again. But another- be brave if you have to fart. <laughs> Own it. Be, be Own brave it. always, but if you have to fart, be brave then too. Also, Hot lava fart. <laughs> one parting piece of wisdom. Get a radon detector for your home. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> It'll probably solve some issues. All right. This is the end of the ride. Just a ride pod at gmail.com is the email. That's the that one, one I get to read. That's the one you get to read. Mm-hmm. Infoscatcast.com. If you don't want Shaden to read yeah. it, if you got something special that you if want you us to do, if you hate me and never want me to speak to you again, oh. ever, that's pretty oh. 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 So just why? But why? Just We also have a Patreon separate from Scatcast for just jar, and you can join that if you want to. We've got some stuff. As we've said for many weeks, but we really truly have stuff coming, so Hell it'll be yeah. cool. Uh, thank you to our jargoneers. That's all of you. That's you. Thank you to Jose Montez, who mans our page, and several others who help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have a, In the Scatcast world, we have our trusted turd triad, our trusted turd herders, our scat army, our mm-hmm. scat meme army, our battle scats. Battle scats. Battle scats. Roll uh, out. Battle, I do battle, want... battle, battle, scats. <laughs> <laughs> battle, battle, <laughs> battle scats. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Get it, honey. Wait, that's Get Joe. <laughs> there were so many great And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> I do want to share this with you guys real quick before we get out of here. So I'm obsessed with making scat cards. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a fun thing for photoshopping and coming up with these little mini cards that you can trade and, well, you can have, collect and whatnot. I want to make battle scat cards. I'm going to make it happen in the next little bit. But I think all of you guys should be should have cards. Mm. And we'll make it work Fuck so yeah. that you can buy a set and you can be part of the whole set. Because, uh, you know, the three of us have cards. We all have cards coming. Yeah. All the Scatcast characters, all the hosts have Mine's going to be just all poop. I just I'm so simple I just pick take the poop emoji just yep. standard yeah. and put it out there. Yeah. But he does he ball. does photoshop in some little flies. Yeah, no kitty butthole. There's gotta be a kitty butthole in there. But coming soon, I'm going to let you guys know about how you can become because you guys are amazing. And I would love to have trading cards 
that go with the Scatcast world next to Dr. Schmogie could be Chris Eason. Why not? Mm-hmm. Eason. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that in when the future. When we get so. enough of them, can we make booster packs? Yes. We See, can you just get parts. random booster packs. Yes, you know. Oh, parts. yes. Yes, indeed. Booster, the, plan, the plan is in motion. Booster scats. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it works. It works perfect. But thank you guys so much. There's a lot of people to thank. I love you guys. As always, we'll talk at you in the future. And it'll seem like the present. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's just a ride. Oh, oh, it's just a ride. Bing, Bing bong. <laughs> I just blew my wife out of a chair. <laughs> With my asshole. She's on the floor. <laughs> Call my cops. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> Fuck you, Shady. (laughs) Perfect.